Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Stuart Crawford in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and you're on Small Business IT Radio on Friday the 13th of June. Happy uh, Friday the 13th, everybody out there, and thanks for tuning in to Small Business IT Radio today on the Blog Talk Radio Network. A little bit of uh, a plug for our hosts at Blog Talk Radio. It's a wonderful service if you want to get into podcasting and getting your voice out there on the Internet. BlogTalkRadio.com is a free service that you can subscribe to and start broadcasting right away. And we've already got a, a number of our colleagues that are, are using the service. And we're looking at even doing some more uh, shows here through the Small Business IT program, uh, really de- digging deeper into some issues and, and challenges in different markets. So welcome to uh, Small Business IT Radio. Again, this is Stuart Crawford. And it's, the sun is out in Calgary for the first time in a couple of weeks, so it's really odd to uh, you know be seeing some daylight, uh, sunny daylight uh, for us here in, in Calgary as we... Uh, look at all the moisture and the rain and the puddles all over the place. But let's get into our program. Uh, before we actually do that, let's uh, need a couple of housekeeping announcements uh, or announcements coming up. The Microsoft Worldwide Partner Conference is coming up in under a month, July 7th to the 10th, I do believe, and that's in Houston. The last time I heard, uh, there are still uh, just a few spots left. Uh, I know all the Microsoft bookings are taken, so there won't be any... Uh, all Microsoft employees that wanted to go are, are going, and those that want to go, eh, they can't book anymore. That's all full. And uh, there's a few spots left for partners to get on. So Microsoft Partner Conference, go to Microsoft.com slash partner, and I'm sure you can find the uh, the link there to register. Uh, other than that, uh, we can dig right into our, our program today. We are going to be joined by Darcy LaRock from Swirl Solutions out of Vancouver. And Darcy is the, uh, the owner of this very innovative company. I had a chance to... Uh, link up with our CEO probably about 18 to 24 months ago. She had an article running nationwide, uh, picked it up in the Calgary Herald here, but it was running nationwide in some of the, the local Canadian papers on the need for BlackBerry familiarization, BlackBerry training. And there's a lot of stuff happening in the IT space, especially in the small business IT pros around Windows Mobile and other cell phone technologies, but a lot of big push for Windows Mobile. But I, you know, nobody's really talking about the BlackBerry Stuff and I'm a very, you know, big believer of BlackBerry technology. I use one, I, and I know a lot of our colleagues use it. So I thought, you know, it would be good, good to get Darcy on the show here. We could talk about Blackberries and why us as small business IT pros should look at Blackberries. You know, the number one argument I hear from people is, you know, I don't want a Bez server. But what are the differences between pushing your email out uh, from Microsoft Exchange through Windows Mobile versus a Bez? And you know, there's there's certainly a cost. Uh, advantage of going Windows Mobile, but maybe there's there are some feature benefits to looking at the uh, to Bez and why BlackBerry. Anyway, good morning to Darcy. She's joining us from Vancouver, and uh, I guess it's uh, is it summer out there yet, Darcy? <laughs> Hello, Stuart. Uh, no, <laughs> we are calling it January, and uh, no, I haven't seen uh, sunlight for a while, and uh, we were hoping for today, but it doesn't look like it's coming through yet. That's some uh, you know some pretty bad golf weather, I guess. <laughs> I think the golfers still golf regardless. We're yeah, used to yeah. the rain. Exactly. <laughs> so you're joining us from Vancouver. Tell us a little about yeah. your company and what the, what the services you provide to uh, to maybe RN clients as small business IT pros. Yes, absolutely. So um, basically, uh, my background is about five years ago, I lar- worked for a very large organization. We had 26,000 staff, so you can kind of figure out uh, who that might be <laughs> in what area. 
But uh, we started out testing mobile devices because we wanted a wireless solution for all the senior executives and high-level people. And uh, we tested, and my memory fails me. I know it was a Palm, it was another mobile device, and a BlackBerry. And BlackBerry at that time won hands down. And from an IT side, it was more because of the support. There's a lot of other issues, but the support side was so nominal compared to everything else. So we ran with the BlackBerry solution. And when I left to start my own company, because I saw a huge need for training, uh, I was running uh, the the whole system with 800 users and various carriers. And so it was kind of, uh, as you go along, we did a lot of things incorrectly. And I documented everything as we did everything because I, I knew there was a better way to, to manage things. And then I also started a BEZ group, um, admin group, and we had about maybe 10 other large organizations. And we would meet every mm, six to eight weeks and kind of discuss challenges, things that were coming down the pipe. And it always came up, too, that no one trained the end users. So at one point in time, uh, when we had about 400 users, I decided that you know maybe I'll do a lunch and learn, because every time I walked down a hall anywhere, everyone would stop and say, hey, how do I do this? What do I, what do, I do to do this? Can I use this application? Blah, blah, blah. So I decided to just throw out a, a meeting and see who would show up. And you have to remember, at that time, honestly, everyone was high level. It was VPs and directors. CIOs, EOs, and uh, that kind of level of people. So who's going to take an hour out of their day? So I booked a room with 20 people or 20 seats, and sent out the meeting request to the 400 users at the time. And at the end of the day, 200 had uh, wanted to come. Wow! So I was astounded. Yeah. So. I actually had to rethink what I was going to do. So then I started doing user training sessions every two weeks. Word got around, and they were completely full up until the time I left. And that was, a, I guess, I did training for probably a couple of years. And uh, decided to go out on my own because I really, really, really think that it's, uh, it's not a good thing to deploy all these devices and then not actually train the users. People really know. My experience is they know maybe 10%. They think they know, but they don't really know. And there's so much more, especially with an organization with the BEZ uh, policies that can be pushed, which honestly, most people don't. They do the default setup, and they don't push the policy, any policies out, as well as um, kind of a, um, a configuration for each device before you give it to the user, so it's easier for them to use. Now, everybody can pick up the phone, right? And everyone knows how to probably send an email and, and uh, receive an email. But it's all the other things that saves them time. You know, shortcuts, uh, removing the sent items from the inbox. I can go on and on because I, <laughs> I do training. I can probably talk about six hours just on configuring your BlackBerry properly. But uh, yeah, so that's my background. I've gone on a, a little bit. But uh, I, I basically kind of look at the training end of it. Also, uh, recommending policies that should be pushed. If you haven't considered policies, these are the things that you should consider. As well as if you are thinking of deploying it or you're in the middle even of a deployment and you know, even a larger organization, things to consider, uh, even when you're talking to the carriers. You know, should you go for a three-year plan, for example? Um, I would say no unless you get an upgrade in the middle of that, because everybody's got BlackBerry Envy, right? <laughs> and as soon yeah. as your friend has, uh, your coworker, your colleague has the newest model, you want it. And if you're stuck in a three-year contract, they're not going to be very happy. I know I uh, 
get a new BlackBerry every year, and yeah, I'm on a three-year contract, yes. but I just need to renew my contract every every time I, you know, I have a year into it, I have to extend it, and there's a little bit of a fee, but it usually ends up, uh, you know, being a good, uh, wise investment. Now I got the the latest curve that's on Telus, the 8830, I do believe, because I wanted the camera yeah. phone because I needed to have, you know, I love the camera phone because I can now get to take pictures when I'm with my clients and stuff, and <laughs> there's, there's benefits there. But you know, dark, yeah, you know being Canadian. You know, we have a certain loyalty to Canadian companies, and Research in Motion is definitely a Canadian company. Yes. Uh, you know, besides that, you know, what is there? What advantages do you see uh, in executives? You know, because BlackBerry started as an executive tool, and, and mm-hmm. now it's starting to move down to everybody in the organization. But what you know, if you had to nail three big advantages, why you know somebody's looking for a BlackBerry, why would they choose a BlackBerry over another mobile device? Are you talking on an IT side or an executive side? An, an executive side. So we're t- when we're talking with our yeah. with our clients and you know they're humming and hawing over BlackBerry versus Windows Mobile versus just a regular cell phone. You know what yeah. what is the compelling selling features we we as IT professionals can uh, talk to our clients about? Yeah, I think that's a good question because I get that question all the time. <laughs> and I actually think, and I have no, I mean, other, I have I have an affiliation with Rim, but I they don't. I can look at palms as well and the iPhone. That's a whole other subject about the iPhone. But I think for Blackberries, it's because uh, it's seamless. Really, you set it up, right, especially if you're on a corporate server. Now, it's a little bit different if you're using the biz service, but let's talk about the corporate side. If you're on the latest corporate server, you got a Blackberry, you do the enterprise activation, everything comes over from your email client, everything seamlessly works. If, God forbid, something happens, it's lost or stolen, all you do is you get a new device, you enterprise activate, you have all your information back again. So for that reason alone, it's fantastic. And, and again, I'm always looking at the IT support side. From a support side, we love that as well, right? Because there's no, gosh, I remember the Palm days when uh, you would have to go and someone would mess up their email and their email would be missing or something on their palm would be missing, they'd wipe stuff out, you'd remove the battery. And now I know things have gone, have changed now, but uh, I still think for BlackBerry, it's the, the devices are fantastic. And each time the new ones come out, there's better resolution. But I do have to say, for anyone who's listening who has the older style Blackberries, even the 7250, 7200 style models, all the functionality remains the same. What's changed is really the resolution is better, there's more features, but the main basic, the email side of it, which is why we get it, all the functionality is has remained the same. You can still do all the same things. It's just the apps that you might not have enough memory to download more applications. Um, on the BlackBerry side, back in the day, like even just, you know, four or five years ago when I was uh, looking into it, the one issue that we did have was that there weren't a lot of applications for the BlackBerry then. Good God now. I can tell you, I just got back uh, about three weeks ago from the Wireless Enterprise Symposium, which we uh, fondly refer to as WES, which is in Orlando every year. And there were, I, there must have been three, four hundred application and they had something called the Solutions Showcase, and there were so many applications for everything. And it's really it's quite unbelievable now when I see the growth from when I when I started doing this. Um, they have, you know, high availability servers like never fail. I talked to them; that was kind of interesting. And on so for the consumer side, the the end user, this is all important as well, right? They have. I know now on the healthcare side, we can look at things uh, X-rays on on the BlackBerry now, like that. It's just 
fantastic. Like, there's just so many things. So I think that now is not a problem on the BlackBerry side because we have all the third-party application people playing in the game now, too. Um, so I, I, it's just seamless. Anywhere you go with your BlackBerry, with the executives you travel, all your information is there. Like I, I, I just think it's a fantastic tool, and I wish I bought shares many years ago, not uh, you know about a year ago. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you and I both. I mean, that's. Uh, that's <laughs> I wish I did the same. I, when I just when I switched from my world phone, the um, I think it was the eighty eight hundred or whatever number it was, to the latest yep, one, I, know, I have the I have the curve. You have the eighty three something. I was yep. shocked that even my bookmarks from my browser came over, and my signature files and everything seamlessly came over. I didn't have to change anything on the new device. Yes, absolutely. And that's uh, that's part of the wireless uh, backup on the Bez side. Now, if you're a Biz user, it's not quite the same. <laughs> it's doable for sure, but you have to be able to do the um, your own back backup on the desktop manager and restore, and then it's exactly the same. And also, just as an aside here, if, if uh, IT people are listening and they're worried about the Palm users, they now have that tool uh, to take your Palm device and bring everything over into the BlackBerry. Back in the, even just a couple of years ago, I remember when we were converting Palm users, I'd have to actually, it took a long time, I got really good at it, but removing the data off the Palm and then importing it into the BlackBerry or into Outlook so it would sync with the BlackBerry. But now they've made it seamless, so that's really easy to do now as well. And that's, you know, that's, simplicity is a big selling feature for a lot of businesses. It's got to be, the, the device has to be simple to use or people aren't going to use it. And that's, that's what I find no matter if we're talking about mobile telephones or laptops or, Yes. Whatever it is in the world, if it's not simple to use and people can't latch onto it quickly, it just doesn't mm-hmm. get uh, it doesn't get used. And you know, BlackBerry, to me, is a very simple device. Uh, I I I've been a user for a number of years, uh, you know, and I just find it very easy to use. It's there's nothing more to describe it. It's simple. <laughs> it absolutely is, and that's what you know. It's funny when I do training, and uh, I get the people saying, "Yeah, well, I, I mean, it's easy. I know everything." And and our uh, our company's kind of tagline is, "You don't know what you don't know." And start talking to people, and I always say, "Can I just see your BlackBerry for a second? And I start looking at it and say, "Did you know that you know you can you don't have to see your sent items in your inbox? Did you know that you can hit the number T to get to the top of a message? Did you know you know I go on I can go on and on, but." Uh, Everyone's always astounded, like, no, because it's just shortcuts. You're absolutely right, Stuart, that um, deploying it out of the, out of the box, uh, enterprise activation, people know how to use it. Like, it's a very intuitive tool. But there's all these other things that can optimize settings on a BlackBerry that uh, people, and you know what, and people actually don't understand uh, what is pinning? What is BlackBerry Messenger? What is uh, email? What does data mean? They don't understand that, and I try and explain that in my courses, because especially if you're traveling and lots of people travel, what is on the data plan? What what are we on the right data plan? Right? If I'm traveling a lot, am I on the right data plan? And am I texting? Well, that's generally not included in the data plan, and so people are. Every I have to say, I would say 95% of the times when I teach a course and I talk about text messaging, I ask if it's included in their plan, and everyone says yes. And then I ask the you know the IT or telecom person who's in the room, and they say no. <laughs> so people have happily been texting, and honestly, 
uh, 15 cents to send isn't a big deal, but it's 15 cents in Canada. This is uh, just an average on most carriers. 15 cents in Canada, 15, 20 cents to the States, sometimes 60 cents internationally. Then if you're in the States and sending to other places, it's even more. And if you're in Europe or uh, international and sending it, it's even more. It could be up to a buck fifty a send. So think about that. That could that, really, and really... And that's not a BlackBerry thing. That's a carrier charge. No, that's a no. carrier charge. It's so different if you're using a regular cell phone or uh, no. you know, an HTC device or with Samsung Jack or BlackBerry. It's no. all the same cost. Absolutely, but the thing is that people don't understand is that I, I, I know it's confusing for people because I, I train on this, but you know, you get a voice and data plan and so people say, oh, okay, well, I guess text messaging is included. And I'd say most of the time it's not. And then people are really surprised when I tell them it's not included. So, And in most corporations, and again, maybe not in the people we're talking to here because it's small business, maybe people actually see their bills. A lot of times people don't see their bills, so they don't really take ownership of it. You know, if I saw my bill and I saw a $30 text messaging charge, I'd probably say, oh, uh-huh, <laughs> right? <laughs> but if it's just going to, you know, some accountant somewhere who's not really paying attention, then I think it's missed a lot of the time. But that $30, $40, $50, $100 adds up when you've got a few few people in your organization doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Talk about pinning for a second, because I, my understanding with pinning is that mm-hmm. actually included in the data plan? Yes, it is. The only thing that isn't is actually text messaging. So all the other stuff is, is, is considered data, and pinning would be one of them, for sure. And actually, that's another thing that I've, I've historically seen that most organizations don't use pinning or BlackBerry Messenger, or they even disable it. I'm kind of of the other school of thought, and, and the reason behind that is because from where I worked before, when I, when I was looking after the 800 users, we were always looking at... Um, kind of emergency preparedness and what, what we should do and what the users should do. And um, pinning and BlackBerry Messenger would, would hopefully work if your exchange servers down and the cell towers are still up, like if we've had some disaster. So it still might work. So people should be aware of that and be able to use it and, know, and you'll have a contact list in there just, just in case. I, there's a company that I, I, we looked at before called Wallace Wireless, and they actually have a server that can do pin blasting for you and uh, keep up um, in case of emergency. Now, it's, it's interesting because no one ever worries about that until there is an emergency. <laughs> but their product's really interesting because they have... Um, uh, for an example, if there's some dam that they have to watch, and let's say we've had an earthquake and they want to see what happens, there's pictures that are up there um, taken by satellite, and they send them to whoever it might be that should be looking after that so they know what's happening with that facility. It's quite interesting. But there's so many interesting applications out there, really. Now, I know, Darcy, we're going to get some pushback from the real loyal uh, Windows Mobile and Palm users that, you <laughs> yes. know, if- and BlackBerry's had a couple of outages over the last year that seriously affected their network. Um, we the, norm, the message I hear is that we weren't down; we were still up and running. How yeah. do, you, do you know how all that works? So even if we had a bad server and the you know the BlackBerry infrastructure is not available, why why would my email be affected by that? You know, do you know how that works? You know, I only at a high level, and I have to tell you, every time that comment, I don't know if you heard me chuckle because. Okay, I think it's nominal. The the two hits that have happened, so what? If you look at every everything else, like 
the problems with the Mo Windows Mobile, the other issues, like BlackBerry seamlessly works, right? Everything's fine. And then we have a little small glitch for a couple hours. And honestly, I had, it didn't really, Im the one of them impacted some of my clients, um, and it was, I think, in the middle of the night. I'm trying to remember now when that happened, and they start, the email started flowing uh, a little while later. And then the other one, I, don't, I didn't even notice it at all. Um, I, I know that they're in the works to fixing whatever the issues were that, about not having enough servers or NOC servers, but I, I just don't think it's a problem. I don't see it as a problem. Now, of course, you know, I'm one of them really problem. impacted me because I was happened to be Did flying it? home from uh, Seattle, yeah. and I was yeah. at the airport going, "Gee, wonder why this is not working." I'm going, I haven't had yeah. an email in, in an hour, and it, it's kind of normal for me not to get an email at least one an email an hour. And right. When I found out that it was down, because oh, maybe I'm just in the back. You know, I covered <laughs> maybe just like lo the local presence is down. I found out yes. it was nationwide. You know what? Whip do. I lived with. I, yeah, well. I, managed to, I managed to survive. You know, and it all went well. <laughs> Well, and I think, you know, that's just an aside about that, Stuart, because when I was actually more on the on the technical side, and I think that's the tough part when there's so many, uh, okay, where is the problem? Is the problem, is it my Exchange server, my group-wide server, is it my BEZ server, is it the RIM Relay server, is it the carrier? There's, It is tough, I think, on, on a techie side when stuff happens, because I do recall that first time it happened, I was still uh, working for the large company, and and it's like, well, what's what's going on, right? And you're looking, is it our exchange server? Is it because you find out after the fact, like everybody else, and it's like, because how many hours did you waste trying to figure out what the problem was when it was really RIM's problem, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I, I mean, but I think it's not like it happens once a week or once a month. It's happened two times in uh, what two years. Yeah, I mean, it's not a regular uh, occurrence. I mean, I've had more outages with my Internet line. I hear you. I deliver my Blackberries more than <laughs> Blackberry. So, I mean, again, all, um, the message I always tell uh, IT professionals, even my clients when I'm talking with them, is that, you know, in the, in the connected world that we live in, there's so many points of failure. You yes. can't, it's about minimizing the amount of risk, but you can't eliminate it. And, you know, these things are just going to happen, and when they happen, we find alternative ways. You know, it's unbelievable, Darcy, how many people actually forgot how to pick up a phone and call people? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> when, when worse comes to worse, you know, you know what? You can still make phone calls. And that's, you know, if it's something emerges, that's, you know, that's what you could do. But it's a, it's a remarkable how many people are, uh, you know, so used to texting or pinning or even emailing. Yes. But let's let's talk about data plans for a few minutes because there is, mm -hmm. you know, in Canada it's a little bit bitter a bitter pill. Is the, how uh, expensive data plans are, and and you know just to position it right, I'm a Microsoft partner with a, you know, a CompC around mobility, so we we support both BlackBerry and Windows Mobile. So you know what, you know, okay. we're all, you know, up in front and honest here. Is the, you know we we swing I guess we swing both ways. Uh, our company is elected to go BlackBerry, but we have clients that run Windows Mobile, and we partner yeah. with that as well. You know, Absolutely. data plans are data plans. If you're in, you know, if you're on Rogers, Telus, Bell, the big three, anyways, and there's some other smaller yeah. players getting into the market now. And if you're running a Windows mobile phone or a BlackBerry phone, we still have to deal with data plans. And yeah, is there? I my reason, what I believe is that a BlackBerry doesn't use as much data say, as the other devices that are out there because we're not sending all the information back and forth from the Bev server. It's just you know little bits of packets of information like the headers other messages, and mm -hmm. we like to bring down the attachments, unlike the other ones where you have to actually download the whole attachment. 
I mean, I may be out to lunch here, but I'm not, you know, from a technical point of view, how that all works. But that's what I know or what I heard anyway. Am I on the right track here? Yeah, so I actually think BlackBerry is smart uh, in, in that regard. You're right, because it'll actually bring over 2K of a message at a time. And if the message is larger than 2K, then you will have to ask for more retrieval. So that's pretty smart, especially if you're traveling, right? And a couple things about the, the, the data side is, you're right, it doesn't matter who, you know which device you have, you're going to have a data issue. I find it really interesting, and it is a, <laughs> a bittersweet pill to swallow in Canada. It drives me crazy because I actually deal with, a lot of my clients are in Alberta, actually, and a lot of them travel uh, the world because they're, you know, the oil fields and, and uh, different mining industries. And every time I ask them, so what are your, what's your plan like in, you know, in South Africa? It's, you know, $10 a month unlimited. <laughs> like, wow, nice. Yeah. <laughs> then we don't see that here. And so they're always deciding whether they get the plan in, you know, in Africa or in Canada and which, which is more feasible. Uh, and generally it's, it's cheaper to get it elsewhere. And, and, you know, I don't know if you know this, if you've seen the, um, the Wi-Fi device that's coming out with Rogers, that they're actually going to ask you now, <laughs> this just kills me, is that uh, you are now going to have to pay $15 additional if you want to use the Wi-Fi portion on the BlackBerry. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And $20 if you want to do it international. If you want to do it in Canada, it's 15. It's, they call it a U, UMA, and I think that it's universal. Now I've forgotten what the M stands for. Something access. Media. Media access. And uh, that's their... I, I was just astounded because, you know, you take your laptop anywhere where there's free um, internet, Wi-Fi, you can just, you know, attach to it and use it. But now their carriers, again, are getting on, <laughs> getting on the bandwagon and going to disable something. And if you pay, then it's enabled and you can use it. Now, I, I heard something, I think, on CBC about a week, maybe two weeks ago, that we should look for reduction in bandwidth and, and overall airtime cost because of some new players coming to the market. Um, yeah. I, think Roger, I think Roger's made an announcement a few weeks ago about that. So, I mean, we, at least uh, there is maybe uh, a pot of gold at the end of this rainbow here when it comes to uh, with bandwidth, and a light at the end of the tunnel with bandwidth here in Canada, at least. Yeah, and I think with uh, kind of uh, uh, other smaller companies coming on board, I think that then they'll create some competition, I hope, and hopefully to lower the prices. Because, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've had people phoning me saying, I was over in wherever, Europe, and my phone, my, not my phone bill, but my, my bill now is $800 and I didn't do anything. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, and it's it's crazy. And actually, just for the listeners listening that there is a setting on your BlackBerry that if you go into the mobile data connections, I'm just going to log on to my BlackBerry here so I tell you just not from memory, actually do it. But there is a setting that if you, so roaming is, uh, is in Canada, it's not considered roaming really, it's free roaming. So as soon as you step outside, I'm just going to give you an example for, for me. Um, let's say I, live in I do live in Vancouver and I'm going to go to Seattle. I'm sitting in the border crossing uh, and I'm still on the Canadian side, but the signal I'm picking up is actually uh, an American signal. So even though I'm in Canada, I am on an American, um, using an American carrier and that means that any data that comes in, I'm getting charged roaming charges. And it doesn't matter whether I looked at it or not. The 2K still comes in. 
Now, granted, it's not a lot. Is it going to be a ton of money? It depends on how many emails you get. And if you then open up the emails and look at attachments, then your charges are going to go up, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a setting which I say almost hardly anybody knows. But if you go into managing your connections, and then you go into uh, mobile network options, there's a setting in there that says data services. And the, uh, by default, it's on. The other options are off, which is what you wouldn't want to do because that, well, maybe you would, but that turns off the data side of anything coming to you wherever you are. And then the other one is off when roaming, which means that don't pick up anything outside of Canada. So then I'm not, I don't uh, get any charges that I'm not, you know, don't know about. Now, if you really need your device to get data when traveling, then you would turn that on. But I, by default, have it off when roaming. So then I, if I need to look at my emails when I'm over in the States, I can turn it on. So that's a, actually all the carriers, everything is always set to be on by default, which, you know, from their point of view makes sense, I guess, because they're making the money. Absolutely, yeah. Now, a lot of, <laughs> what a lot of people don't realize, I have a, a North American plan. So when I'm – Yes. When I learned the hard way. I went down to San Francisco one time, and I made a few phone calls, and I got back, and my phone bill was – it was high. <laughs> I pay ninety five cents a minute for airtime when I was roaming. There's a talk on yes. the phone. So yes. when I got back I you know, if you're traveling quite a bit you can actually get the talk like Telus has their talk North America plan, which I give me I think I pay three hundred dollars to give me fifteen hundred minutes of anywhere access to North America. So when I'm mm-hmm. in in New York or Washington or San Francisco, I'm paying the same rate as I would if I'm uh here in Calgary. So you, yes, you keep and that in mind, if you do a lot of traveling, that there, there are these plans available. Absolutely. And some of the carriers have better. You have to really shop around for that. I absolutely agree with that, and that's what I tell my clients, that about the North American plans as well. And also, um, I also recommend that, you know, people just are used to picking up their Blackberries and making a phone call because it's easy. Now, it is a little cheaper sometimes to just get a calling card and call from your hotel room. Or you know, in the Skype, like you're using today to call into the or Skype. I love Skype. <laughs> Not I, a big I learned, I learned something new today from a friend of mine. I had him in the office prior to our meeting. And this is a little bit off topic, but I'll have to men- I have to mention because it's pretty cool. We're yeah. going, you know, we, we're both BlackBerry users, and he's a, a Shorttel uh, rep. And he, you know, Shorttel is le- one of the leading IP-based telephone systems for yeah. small to mid-sized business. They have, a, they have a solution now where I can send a uh, message off my BlackBerry to the Shortel server in my office. Yeah. Yeah. Now the Shortel server calls my BlackBerry. So yeah. it's an incoming call. Yeah. And also calls the party that I'm so if I want to say I want to call Darcy, I send an email that says call Darcy. The Shortel call director picks up, calls me first, establishes my connection and then rings you. Yeah. And we're both getting incoming calls and you can actually get plans from Telus and Rogers that are, you know, fifteen dollars a month unlimited e- uh unlimited inbound calls. Yeah. Wow. And you know these are some of the solutions that are out there from a lot of OEM partners and telephone partners that are now offering these services to Blackberries, and I'm sure they'll be across the you know the whole uh, mobile device platforms. But you know one of the ways you yeah. can save money calling out from Blackberries because it, it does come back. It unfortunately it, you pay after you used it, and a lot of times the telcos won't tell you that you're actually. <laughs> yes, exactly. I actually have looked at uh, Shortel. I um, uh, I was talking to Glenn Breyer, yeah. you know that company? Yeah. And they, uh, I was looking at their, they have that short-tail solution as well, and, I, and looking at that, it's very interesting. Like, 
I'm always looking for different ways for clients to save money and cool software and things that are going on. And yeah, that, I mean, it's, it's still early stages, but I think that's pretty cool. So, for example, Joe works for a company called TNF Telecom, which is a competitor to the company that you Oh, mentioned. TNF, yeah, yeah. 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 So they, they mentioned one of their clients saved $3,000 a month just in this, in this yes. uh, service. So it's a, they're huge savings. But anyway, a little bit off Absolutely. topic. Let's get, let's get back onto the Blackberries. Cause, uh, <laughs> I actually I, I pulled up a thing um, because you had mentioned when, when you were uh, doing the intros about uh, – I went when I was at the West Conference uh, – they had announced uh, they were they had if someone wants to google this after because for your clients uh blackberry unite is um kind of like a scaled down bez server for smaller corporations and it includes uh up to 5 cals and i have it written down here that it's free i think they still have a, a free service for this and i haven't had a chance to look into it since i got back i've been super busy but it's on my list of things to do so that might be good for your clients um that have uh, up to five users. And then there's the other one that they've now called BlackBerry Professional Software, and it's 700, and I've written down this, so I don't quote me on this in case I've written it down wrong, but it's between six and 30 users, CALS, and it's 799. Oh, wow, cool. So those two things are for small business because they found that they were kind of missing the small business market, and it looked like it was quite interesting. So. Uh, maybe you guys, whoever's listening, wants to take a look at that. Just Google it and see uh, what more information you can find. I know that was one of the the tough things for me as a small business owner was spending four or five thousand dollars on a bed server. Yeah. But so I'm happy yeah. to see them. Uh, you're realizing, you know, that uh, the smaller business market you know, is very price cautious about this kind of stuff. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I tell you, the other side that you can do uh, is outsource. Uh, you know, the hosting side, the exchange, and uh, and the Bez side. I'm a small business, and I actually am in the works of getting a Bez server set up, but until I get all that sorted, um, I, I outsource things. So, yeah, and we, it's, uh, we actually, our company, It Matters, does the same thing. We, uh, we have a partnership with companies that can provide that service to our clients. So, right. again, you, need, you get all the benefits of having Exchange and Bez, but you don't have to have your own server and infrastructure <laughs> in place. That's right. And even some of the uh, – I, I shopped around a bit, and I, I'm not going to name name companies I've, I've tested, but some actually have it. So you uh, would be the administrator. Like you could manage your own people on kind of their interface. It's not like a BEZ interface, but you can manage your own exchange and, and BEZ people. So it's, it's pretty unique because you don't, so you don't have to call them to set up users. If you have a new staff member, you just log on and add your own user, which is kind of interesting. And the the price is pretty reasonable. I mean, I, I think there's sometimes you would want to have your own BlackBerry server and sometimes, you know, outsource it because the, the cost is pretty nominal these days. Yeah, like some, I've seen it as low as 10 bucks a month, so you can't complain about that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I pay 20 um, for both, Exchange and Bez. And yeah. they're all about the same, about 10 bucks for one, uh, one service and another 10 for the other service. And then that gets you off that, Internet or the internet email part, I call, call when you have you know use uh, the internet the email services because you don't get the calendaring sync, you don't get the contact sync over the air. You have to use the BlackBerry uh, sync, uh, the desktop director tool to yeah. do all that sync. So you have to actually manually sync any calendar appointments or c- contacts you add while you're on the road. So if you have yeah, an and assistant, and you have an assistant like you know we share an assistant here in our company, mm-hmm. they can go and put meetings in and automatically shows up on my BlackBerry when I'm out of the office. 
Yeah, I, you know, I really think Bez is the way to go, however you do it. But Because I, I actually find, honestly, for my biz clients, let me tell you how uh, my experience has been, and I would say it's it's a high, high 90s number that this happens. And I know that, I'm sure you've seen all the ads, and it doesn't really matter which carrier, that they can set up your email for you, and they can do everything, and they give you the the, the, the BlackBerry. But what they actually do is uh, I think actually more harm than good. Can I say that? <laughs> we're, we're not. This is on the Internet. You can say anything you want. Excellent. Because what they actually do is they they set up your – there's always a, um, your, your name at carrier.blackberry.net. So whatever your carrier is, Rogers, Telus, Bell, whoever it is, it's your name at uh, – whatever, blackberry.net. They set up that account, and they, they, they have your it forwarding to your email. So I don't think, who wants to use your blackberry.net account? I don't think, most people want to use their Hotmail, their Gmail, their, if you're allowed to pop services through your organization and forward your email, then you would use that. But they just set up that, and it actually is confusing, because I can't tell you, there's not one client when I've sat down and I said, well, how come you're using this email account? They're like, I don't know. They just set up. I said, oh, okay, well, well, let's log on to the biz server and we'll, I'll show you how we should actually do it. And no one knows their IDs and passwords because <laughs> yeah. the carrier, the dealer did it for them. So it ends up being this when we actually end up setting it up how they really want it to be set up, it, it, it works okay. But I, I still think, you know, with the whole biz service, it's great if that's all you really want is email. But people do get a little confused about what desktop manager is and what they should be doing. And key, key, key thing, which is consistently across all the biz users, is I always say, so do you do a backup of your BlackBerry? And everyone says no. And I try and kind of you know, bang it into their heads how important it is because the one time something happens, then you'll wish that you could have backed up and restored all your information, mm-hmm. right? So it is uh, interesting. The biz side is completely different than the Bez side. I love Bez. It, it works perfectly. Everything syncs. But on the biz side, if you just want emails, no big deal. And if you want all the other stuff, then you have to understand that you need to do the syncing, and you also should back up your device every once in a while. And so let's let's kind of talk about, uh, you know, that's a pet peeve of mine too is when uh, even my IT professionals don't uh, change the, uh, you know, for those clients that, that are using that web-based uh, email service that they, they have, you know, S. Crawford at telus.blackberry.net. Yeah, yes. Yeah, do something with that because it's, it's a professional image, right? But let's talk about something, you know, from the IT professional side, uh, Darcy. What are, you know, as a professional making recommendations about BlackBerry, what do we need to be cautious, uh, you know, have, a, be, have the awareness of around BlackBerry when we're looking at recommending this solution to our clients and then, you know, we talked about shortcuts and all that important stuff earlier. Yeah. What, what things should we keep in mind technically or, you know, from a sales side that we need to recommend, you know, recommending this uh, solution to our clients? Yeah, so I um, I actually have a bunch of e-documents, so I'll go over a, a, a kind of a one of them here. Um, but I do have e-documents uh, that one is um, like BEZ policies, one's operational processes, one's how to set up the, you know, the actual devices. And the one I think you're talking about is more about it's called the BEZ deployment plan, but it actually really is a general thing to think about what to think about if you're recommending things to people, what they should consider. So one is, are they actually going to run a BEZ? And if, if they're going to test this, and I actually think if you're going to test 
this solution that you, it should be on a separate server because you're going to do lots of patches and rebooting and you know figuring out what you're doing and not it shouldn't impact other people. Um, the other thing that if they're going to do that is that they should it doesn't matter how small but pick not just the one guy who's pushing for that we need this but if they're going to be other users and let's say in an organization that's like a hundred people you want to get if everyone's going to eventually have one then let's get someone from finance to use it to do, be on the uh, test group, as well as the CEO and an IT person, and just kind of make a big range, because everyone need, everyone's needs are different. Um, and I'll, if you're testing it as well and telling people, because you can get all this free stuff, you know, generally also, I think for demos, and if you have a, if, if a carrier and dealer wants to get in, you can usually get stuff for free, right? So you might be able to get five free devices to test with your users, right? But make sure that your users know that it's a trial period. You know, you're only going to do it for however long you've decided, and then you're going to take it back and evaluate it, because people will not want to give it back. Uh, trust me, they do not want to give it back. The other thing is also, um, I think really important is the, is the contract with the carrier, dealer, whoever you're dealing with whether it's the length of term, the um, data plans you have to discuss with them. Again, we talked about upgrade. Is text messaging included? When is the refresh or upgrade? Is it annually? What's included? Um, I think they also have to ha my My part, uh, and again, it might be a little different in smaller organizations, but I think with all these kind of devices, we're still in this kind of sitting on the fence of who looks after them. Is it telecom or is it IT? Do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, I there's that. a voice side we, of it. There's we would we would assume it'd be IT, being IT professionals ourselves. Yeah, and 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 I, um, it's actually that is what it's in this uh, document I have, and it's something to consider because what the reality is is who's generally making the decisions are the voice people because it's voice and data, and historically voice is voice, and it has a voice portion, and you don't just negotiate voice plans, you're now voice, uh, negotiating voice and data plans, right? Yeah. So I do think that, that the IT side has to kind of be involved for sure, but who's looking after the billing too? Because you have to think in an, in an organization, especially as it grows, um, as people leave, come and go, remove on and off the beds, where are these devices going? Where are the older devices going? Who's, who's canceling the bills? All this is on my document. It actually is really complicated, and, to, and when you start thinking about it, it's like, wow, I hadn't thought about that, right? There's so many, like, are you going to support every model that's out there? Because that's going to be tough. I actually really feel that's going to be tough. We actually, I think, incorrectly did support every model. Now, in hindsight, it was great for me because I got to know every single model out there. But it was tough for the staff to know there's a huge difference between using a Pearl and using an 8700 with the track wheel on the side, right? Yeah. Just in training perspective. And, and I mean, the functionality is different. It's just different, and it's hard. Uh, the, the Pearl was interesting. And then also, as we go along, these devices are really more consumer-based. They have the video uh, recorder, the the camera, the MP3 player, and I think on that side, people love that, but in, a, in, a, in the business world, are we going to support that? All that stuff has to be considered, because I think, are you going to support an MP3, the MP3 player? Now, on the BEZ side, you can push down a policy saying you're not allowed to access the card, the media card, but you have to explain to the users why, 
you know, and and if you're going to support it, do you want to call on a you know on a Saturday saying, "Hey, I can't get this song; it's not working." Right? Like it's, maybe, it, not a, it, maybe not a bad idea given the federal government's uh, copyright rules that came down yesterday. <laughs> I know. I just, I was just listening to that this morning. Actually, yeah, that's going to be interesting. And that also, uh, yeah, the um, if you also, I don't know if everyone heard about the. Um, I'm trying to think. I think it was in Ottawa. They were talking about the union, about BlackBerry, and how people are. You know, they're looking at the overtime now about people using their Blackberries 24/7 and not being compensated. That's another issue all by itself about how that's going to play out. Yeah, but there's so many things to consider um, about the policies. You know, pushing out to the devices too. And if I could say one thing out of, you know, what I've learned is that it's way better in the initial stages to lock it down very tightly and then start releasing some of the policies rather than deploying it, having no policies, and then deciding later, you know, they're a year into it and, and saying, okay, you know what, now we've decided that we should put a password on it, and now we should we decide that we're not going to allow you to do this because people will retaliate. Absolutely. Yeah, so I say lockdown, lockdown initially, and then, and then slowly, you know, as people say, hey, I really need this, give us a business case, then you can, you know, loosen up that policy. And that's what that's what I find too in uh you know what we do is that even if we uh have a, a loose policy to start with and then all of a sudden oh we gotta block Facebook, we gotta block <laughs> all these other websites, we we get a lot of pushback. Unless you know, if it wasn't if it was like that in the beginning we could have blocked it from the beginning, it yeah, we have lesser uh less challenges associated with uh with that kind of stuff. So yeah, I don't, that's not BlackBerry. That's for anything, really, right, Stuart? Absolutely. Like, uh, for, from, as an IT person, I think it's always better to lock it down, and then start, you know, looking at uh, what we want to not not have locked down. Exactly. So, I mean, that's you know, that's key as an IT professional is that we need to sit down and consult with our clients at all times on what their acceptable use of these devices are, and across all <coughs> platforms, set the expectation early. Uh, and then st- and try to, instead of trying to firefight it later when, you know, you have a violation of, yeah. uh, you know, a content violation, especially here in Canada now that we have passed some, you know, it passed through our government, that there's some really strict copyright rules coming down. And what impact yeah. does that have on a company if somebody in your own organization was downloading MP3 files illegally uh, and, yeah. you know, and, and hitting the business? So I mean, these are things we need to consult with with our clients, not only on their mobile phone but across the whole thing is, Stop being the technician and start being the professional and the consultant. And mobile phones and Blackberries are just one of the areas that we need to uh, uh, be, you know, cognizant of. And, and having a great partner like Darcy's firm uh, in our back pocket that we can uh, leverage to do training because we're not going to be experts on these on, the, on these phones and and having this in-depth knowledge. So Darcy, you guys do training. You you fly across the. Uh, you know, across Canada and probably down in the U.S. doing training for, you know, professionals and and then clients on BlackBerry. What are some yeah. of the things that you can share with us uh, about the need for for understanding how your device works? Oh boy! Um, <laughs> wow! It, like I said before, it's really interesting. There's so many people are always surprised when they you know, they initially kind of get a little bug in there and they call and I talk to them and tell them about our training sessions and that you know what's the length and I say two hours and they, two hours 
And then it's always, you know, I'm close to like five minutes to the two hours going to end and we're still chatting and everyone wants to know more because we have a Q&A at the end and talking about their devices. I actually, it's, it's tough because a lot, it's still kind of a senior executive kind of salesperson tool from what I see. And so getting those people even two hours is tough. Um, but if we talk really about everything about from saving money about the BEZ policies, and that's always an interesting thing from, from for, you, for the people that are listening, is I really think that if you have anything to do with just the BEZ side as well, is to become familiar with the policies. I, all I see really is that is that people just set up the BEZ for the clients that I go and see, and there's nothing, no policies. It's just the BEZ set up. And I, I see that's a huge missed opportunity um, to show how, you know, your clients, what the possibilities are, like the password side. Even even if it is just like a few things, I, I have a document that just says which policies you should just consider. Even if it's just putting a password on, I, I talk to people all the time and say, like, how important is it to have a password on your device? You know, is it a big deal? I think it is. I, I have always had passwords on my devices. Just think if, if it's stolen, that's one thing. But what are they going to do? They might call a bunch of long-distance numbers. You're going to be liable. Is there information on your device that you do not want people to look at, whether it's emails or PIN messages or BlackBerry Messenger, anything like that? And that actually, sorry, that just reminded me too, whether you're aware of it or not. But the BEZ can, it generally isn't by default, but it can track every single thing. It can track Messenger, it can track PIN, it can track text messaging, it can track, well, the emails are obviously backed up by Exchange as well. It can track where you've been on the web. So you can, as a BEZ administrator, you can track all those things. Whether you want to or not is, you know, probably not. But it's doable, and the end user isn't aware of that either. So that's quite interesting. You know, I also make the end user aware that it's possible that these things are being tracked. Because if you look on it, do a, just do a search on the CIBC lawsuit BlackBerry, and it was... I can't remember, it was a couple of years ago, but they all thought that pin messaging wasn't tracked and they were trying to steal clients and there was a big lawsuit and a bunch of people got sued and it was quite interesting. So uh, that is trackable. That's great, That's great to know because, again, uh, especially, again, us as IT consultants and IT professionals, especially when we're dealing with our publicly traded companies, this is the sort of information that they need to keep in tra- keep track of when, yeah. uh, for compliance reasons or privacy regulations, in the states, I'm sure uh, all their rules and regulations around compliance are also, you know, the same thing here in Canada. If mm-hmm. we might want to start keeping them, you know, our uh, close eye on uh, on this stuff and making our clients aware that these are sort of the things that we can do with BlackBerry uh, over, you know, maybe some other devices that can't, don't have the functionality. I don't know if you can do it with a regular cell phone. Is is track uh, your you know your text messaging from a cell phone? I don't believe you can do that, and, and that's why. I don't- I like, yeah, like BlackBerry is a great solution with 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 the BEZ server, of course. Yes, that's what I'm saying because it's tracked actually on the BEZ logs. Yeah. So and you can literally see pin message from so and so says this. Now, like I said, I, most of my clients aren't even aware of it and they don't even track it. But I am pretty sure if you work for the government, probably that kind of stuff might be tracked. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially federal, like I think they're quite locked down on their server policies, which is good. I think it's a good thing. But as long as people are aware of it, and I think a lot of people aren't, like really, the the policy manual, I, it's 
it's, I don't know, three, four hundred policies that can be pushed to the device. So owner information, that's another one, Stuart, is if you're going to put a password on it, let's put owner information. It may not be, like my, I actually have on my, when my device locks, it says Swirl Solutions, my business address, and business phone number. And so if it's lost, someone doesn't have to, you know, go to the extra effort of trying to phone the carrier, tracking whose phone it is down. They just have the information right on there. Now, on larger corporations, through the BEZ, we can push that to uh, all the devices to say let whatever you want. You know, your the IT help desk you phone this if it gets lost. So it's that's also really handy to do as well. Mm-hmm. And wonderful. you know, I, I do the same thing. So it says my, you know, somebody can even just call and say, "Hey, I found your BlackBerry." Yeah. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Make it easy for the person who's found your device, right? Exactly. I had a client yesterday who said, I'm going to put on there, if found, $100 reward. And I said, wow, that's very nice of you. Yeah. <laughs> Hadn't thought of that. <laughs> so, Darcy, in the, la- in the last few minutes that we have, because we, you know, we even yeah. talked about prior to you know, going live, is how are we going to fill out a whole hour? But, you know, remar- remarkably, we, we have eight minutes <laughs> left, so there you go. Uh, I told you I could talk. Tell us about your services and what you do and uh, you know, how people can engage with you to you know, partner with you and, you know, provide your services to their end clients. Yeah, absolutely. So we do focus uh, uh, mostly on training, uh, mostly corporate training, and that could be small business up to, we've done lots of large and government uh, training as well. Um, also have uh, just started doing, I've got three done now, and they're uh, video modules, and they're all range in about 15 minutes, and it's how to personalize your BlackBerry. There's one I've done on the phone, phone setup, as well as uh, email setup, and how to optimize all those settings. And there, it's really cheaply priced right now. We're still kind of going over the price structure, but right now it's 9.99 for the module. So that's if there's also the ability to do webinars. Um, as well as we travel to the different cities, mostly Western Canada. I've um, done some traveling back east to Toronto and down to the Seattle for training, but mostly it's Western Canada, like Alberta and BC. Okay. Uh, but that will probably change. We're in talks with uh, some people, companies in Halifax and Ottawa, so uh, it just depends. We also do video conferencing as well. So if a company has a, you know, an office in Vancouver and an office in, well, I was in Calgary doing one and they had an office in Chicago, so there was a video conference there. I've done someone in Vancouver, they had an office in Yellowknife, and so we video conferenced into there. Um, so there's all various forms of, of doing the training. I also, I, I really am a big proponent of policies, so I do like to discuss if we have the opportunity with the IT person or or even some of the dealers we talk about because they talk to their clients about deploying. I, I think I had such a great experience of how how not to deploy <laughs> and how it should have been done. They'd have the whole documentation about things to consider as well as you know policies. I'm I'm a big policy person. I really think that you know I, that's one of the first questions I ask is it a policy. So when people actually sign up for corporate training, I send a, a questionnaire back to them, which is about 30 questions of do they do this, this, and this, and I tailor the sessions to their answers. So let's just an example. If they say, we do not allow downloading, I actually want to know why, because I'm going to get asked that in training, but I want to know why, and then we just reinforce it. So in the training sessions, we'll reinforce saying, this is why, and and the buy-in is good, because I'll explain why, and it always is better coming from a third party for whatever reason. And also, 
one of my key things, because I come from support, is do not uh, call your help desk, do not call your carrier, do not call the dealer, don't call whoever you normally call when you have a BlackBerry problem. We talk about the four things that you should do, and I drill it into their heads. And by the end of it, everyone's, uh, what are the four things? And they all get uh, little prizes because they know the answer. Which So in return, we'll reduce help desk calls and calls to their favorite IT person and the carrier. Excellent. So what, what are those four things, Darcy? Can you share those with us? I will, yes. They're my top secret four things. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Take the battery out. And actually, a lot of times, if you guys are listening and you're talking to BlackBerry users, you have to show them how because it, it sounds so easy to take the BlackBerry uh, battery out. But it isn't really that easy. You have to show them how to take the back off. And most of the devices, you just tap the device, once you've taken the back off, tap the, it into your hand and the battery will pop out. That's the easiest way rather than getting a toothpick or a, a paper clip or something to, to, to pick the thing out because sometimes they don't have a little finger slot. So take the battery out. That solves, and I'm not kidding, 90, 95% of the problems. And I don't care what your problem is, it should solve it. The I second thing... So there you go. Yeah. Oh, it, yep. it happens all the time for sure. The next thing would be to, to uh, make sure that your battery is actually charged. Yeah, uh, that, okay, and that you actually have your uh, wireless, a good wireless signal, and that your wireless signal is on. And it seems funny, it seems so simple, but honestly, that a lot of people have issues with that, so you have to explain that. And also, if you're on the GSM network, which is uh, Rogers Fido, uh, to make sure you can reseat the SIM card. So when you take the battery out, remove the SIM card for a minute, and then reseat it back into its little slot and then put the battery back in and everything will come back up. And if you still have problems, I know we have a minute, I think. Uh, if you still have problems, three minutes. Yeah. If you still have problems, so you've done those four things, and again, I drill it into their heads, take the battery out. Uh, and if you have a help desk, if you have clients that have help desk, these four things are what the help desk should say to the users as well. But if they still have problems and whatever it might be, then we look at the firmware upgrade. Okay, that's the, then we do. I don't say every time a firmware upgrade comes up for a device that you actually install it. I don't think there's a need to unless you actually really have a burning desire to upgrade every single person. But if then they have an issue, then you look at the, see if there's an, a, a new firmware upgrade. I would take that device. I would do a backup of their old information and restore all the, the new firmware and all their old information. And then we have happy campers. They haven't lost anything. Wonderful. So, Darcy, what's the best way to people to reach uh, reach you? What's your website and your uh, contact yes. information? Absolutely, my website is www.swirlswirlsolutions.com, and uh, phone number, the office number is six zero four six two eight zero two eight four. And if you know anyone in Vancouver, I've had I actually do mostly corporate training, but I get so many requests for one on ones that I've decided to do a group session, and I'm offering one. I'm just trying this out. I, I, uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm about half full right now. So there's um, 16 slots for July 12th in Vancouver downtown, and uh, I'll be doing just one on uh, a group of one people. Does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> one off. Yeah, yeah one off, yeah. <laughs> and we'll yeah. be, and we so, will be doing something in Calgary as well uh, sometime yeah. soon, uh, Lunch and Learn for for clients of It Matters and, and friends of our company as well. So watch for that. I put, yeah. uh, I put a link up to Darcy's website on uh, my website, stuartcrawford.com. So if you need to find it, you can also get it there. Darcy, thank you very much for uh, coming on. We managed to fill 60 minutes talking about BlackBerry. <laughs> so, there, so there you go. Um, thank you very much for doing this for us.
Thank you very much, Stuart, and thanks everyone out there, and that's awesome. And uh, happy Blackberry, and I hope the weather gets better. I'm open uh, as well. So just a couple of housekeeping uh, things before we wrap up. Next week we're going to have the folks from Microsoft on talking about Response Point, which is their uh, new voice over IP, small business voice over IP phone system. We're going to have uh, Symphonics on in a couple of weeks to talk about their Internet filtering and the bandwidth management uh, solution for small business. And on July 3rd, because July 4th being a Friday, it's a U.S. holiday, we're going to have a special panel on things we need to know traveling to the Worldwide Partner Conference in Houston starting on July the 7th. So this is Stuart Crawford on Small Business IT Radio. We're going to sign off for this Friday the 13th. Look forward to seeing you next week. Go to blogtalkradio.com slash SMB for all of our scheduled upcoming programs. Thanks, and have a great and successful week.